Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and my little sister, Sarah Matthews, biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Brilliant, hey. What episode are we on now? 12. 12? Episode 12. And it's quite an easy one, and maybe quite a short one. So last week we did the cell membrane, looked at the whole structure. Mm-hmm, that was a good And what one. it looked like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was nice. So for this this episode and the next two episodes, we're going to be looking at then how particles can get through that membrane. So we're looking at transport processes. Okay. So today's is a simple diffusion and facilitated diffusion. So it should be quite straightforward. So it's basically just how things can get through the bilayer, that simple diffusion. And facilitated diffusion involves the proteins. So, simple diffusion. Do you remember anything about diffusion from uh, your sort of school days? Well, I know it, what it is. It just means that things diffuse through stuff. But I wouldn't really know. Like, I know what it is in my head, but I wouldn't really be able to explain it. Yeah, so it, it's when particles move. Yeah. And that's like... like... It's got quite a simple idea. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. So let's start with the... I'll start with the definition. Yeah. Cause, and that's pretty much what you'll find in textbooks anyway. You'll just find like a, de- a definition and, and then like a couple of diagrams that will explain it. So the definition is the net movement of particles from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration. What does that mean to you? Is it a different concentration on the inside of the cell? So there will be, like, well, that's why things will move in and out. So it'll be about, about there being a sort of high concentration outside. So things will move in where there's less. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. So let's break that definition down. So it starts off by saying the net movement. Do you know what that, do you understand what that means? No. The particles, particularly, well, any particles, it doesn't even have to involve a membrane, dif- normal diffusion. It could be anything. So most particles, all particles, they're constantly moving just randomly. Um, they have like kinetic energy that they get usually from the thermal energy that's converted to kinetic energy that makes them move. Like the hotter they are, the more they'll move, things like that. All particles are just are moving, some more, some faster than others, basically. But they'll be moving randomly and in different directions. It's saying most of the movement will be from where there are lots, which is higher concentration, to where there is less, which is lower concentration. But actually some of the particles will just be randomly shifting anywhere and some will be going in the opposite direction and so on. And that's what the net movement means. And then you've got them going from where there are lots of those particles to where there's not a lot of those particles. That difference in concentration we call a concentration gradient. So a gradient is like a hill, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like a hill. So when you're driving and you're on roads that are particularly hilly, sometimes they'll t- it will tell you the gradient of that road so that you're a bit more prepared, particularly in bad weather and things like that. It's quite a nice little word to use for this. So we say that the particles are moving down a concentration gradient. So from the top of the hill where there's lots down to the bottom where there isn't very much. Down a concentration gradient. So that's just like the difference between the the concentrations. The bigger the difference, the faster the particles will move. So if there's 
two particles on one side of the membrane compared to like hundreds on one on the other side it'll be really quick and then the more they even out the slower it gets and then eventually when they're equal the diffusion will stop oh well, i didn't think it like diffusion would just stop happening it well it won't stop it won't stop completely because particles move so randomly particles will just move wherever but it certainly wouldn't be sort of big movements of particles at all simple diffusion just the movement of particles doesn't have to necessarily involve a, a membrane anyway we're talking about anything we're talking about like uh, smells you know deodorant cans smell moving across a room so somebody making dinner in one room and the smell drifting upstairs or into the mm-hmm. next room that's that's chemical particles diffusing through the house when you make tea and the tea swirls around the water squash all those things that's diffusion it's just particles moving from high to low but it also doesn't involve any energy, so there's no external energy whatsoever being used. It's just whatever energy those particles have at that time, allowing them to move right. randomly. Okay. Yeah. There's no extra energy from ATP being used to help them along or anything like that. Don't get that confused, because if I say it's a passive process, it means there's no energy being used from an external source, but the particles still have energy, otherwise they wouldn't move. So in this case, as I've already said, simple diffusion... If it does involve a membrane, it's actually only talking about the particles that move through the bilayer, through those phospholipids. Do you remember what type of particles that would be? Through the... um, So through the the phospholipids. Not dissolvable in water. Yeah. So they can't be water-soluble ones. They have to be lipid-soluble and they have to be non-polar, which means then they can't be charged. Ions. they They can't be ions, well done. But they also can only be small as well. So examples of that are things like oxygen and carbon dioxide. It's really important that they can move quickly through the membrane because a cell needs oxygen constantly. And, and it needs it, to let the carbon dioxide exactly out. Exactly. makes yeah. all that waste carbon dioxide. Got to get rid of it quick. Mm-hmm. So at least it can just pass through that bilayer with no trouble. So yeah, so that's just simple diffusion. Now, as I already said... It can be uh, sometimes faster, sometimes slower. So the factors that kind of affect the quickness of that simple diffusion is like the difference between the gradient. As I said, the bigger the difference, the faster it will be. And then you've also got the the idea that the closer the two sides are in concentration, the slower it will be and the slower and slower until it's even. You've also got the idea of thickness of the membrane or the surface that it's passing through. So uh, the thicker the membrane, the bigger the diffusion pathway is, so the slower it will be. So just like example-wise, a cell membrane is kept pretty thin. It's about five nanometers. So that's to allow for a short diffusion pathway. And cells themselves are quite, they're small anyway. And then you've even got things like mitochondria inside where mitochondria themselves are only one micrometer in width so that you've got that constant ability for the particles to just not have to move very far before they get where they need to be. So the thinner the membrane, the better. And then also surface area. The more surface area there is, the more diffusion there'll be, like the more surface available. On the, the bigger the cell? Not even that. Imagine a cube, a big cube. All you've got is the surface on the outside for particles to move into that or out of that cube. Imagine if you cut that cube into four. You've got exactly the same volume, so it's the same size. But a lot more surface area. But you've now released a lot of surface from the inside that can be used for diffusion. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. All that inside surface that you couldn't get to before is now available for diffusion. Mm -hmm. That will definitely make diffusion a lot faster. That is folded so that you could get like a hundred times more surface area in the same space. So, so if you opened it up, it would be really, 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 exactly. really big. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's squashed down into this small space so you can fit more and more and more surface area in mm-hmm. so that uh, all the nutrients can yeah. be absorbed and diffuse across. Does that okay, make yeah, sense? Okay, yeah, I get yeah? it, yeah, yeah. Using the cube, that was just like a, an example of being able to picture more surface area, but then excellent question. It, that's not a cell, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, but you get the idea and we call those folds microvilli. Anywhere where absorption is taking place would have that. So in the lungs... The alveoli, which are like the little air sacs, they're folded. If you open them up, they'd be so big, but they're so small. But they're all that surface area is all in, folded, folded in together. In together. Mm. But there's that; it's all there for yeah. the particles to pass across. So that's simple diffusion. So that's through the bilayer mm-hmm. or any diffusion at all. Facilitated diffusion is where our larger molecules and charged molecules can't get through the bilayer because they are polar. Well, they're water soluble, which means they can't get past those fatty acid tails because they're hydrophobic. So they need to go through those. Remember the picture of the membrane? You know the the transmembrane proteins that went all the way through the spam. The spam, yeah. <laughs> they have to go through there. There's two types of them: one that we call carrier proteins, and one that we call channel proteins. And they both move different molecules. So we call that facilitated diffusion because the membrane is facilitating the movement of those particles or making it easier for them to pass through because they can't get through the normal mm-hmm. membrane. Okay, It's still passive, so no energy is needed, and it's still down a concentration gradient, so it's still going from high to low. Carrier proteins are the ones we use for larger molecules. So larger molecules are things like nutrients, like amino acids and glucose. Okay? okay, They're quite big molecules, so they pass through carrier proteins in the membrane. There is a carrier protein specific for each molecule that needs to be moved so there'll be ones only open for glucose there'll be ones that will only open for amino acids it's very specific so the molecules so the say say it's a glucose channel the glucose has to attach to the protein the protein will actually change shape it's a bit like a vesicle not no not really because vesicles are bits of membrane that break off and wrap round mm-hmm. whereas this is like an open like water filled channel so it will just open, allow the glucose in. Okay. But it has to change shape to allow the glucose through and then release it on the other side. Yeah, okay. So it's the attachment of the glucose that makes it change shape. So if something else tried to attach to that protein, because it's so specific, it wouldn't open. It will only open for glucose. But there'll be a different protein for whatever mm-hmm. that other molecule was. So the protein will change shape to allow the molecule through and then just releases it on the other side. Channel proteins, which are more sort of more water-filled as well, are uh, for charged molecules, so ions. Really important things like sodium, potassium, magnesium, all those ions that we need in our body to keep us healthy, they have to pass through channel proteins. And it's really straightforward. They just go through. There's no jiggery-pokery, there's nothing to it. Again, it's just passive, high to low, they go through. No energy, no messing about. But they still have to do that thing where they attach? In a sense, they do, yeah. Because, again, it's a channel protein for each of the ions. Yeah. So there'll be a sodium there'll be a sodium channel, there'll be a potassium channel. They, ha- they have to use those specific ones. Mm-hmm. If a sodium tried to get through a potassium channel, it wouldn't open. So it would just have to look for its right channel? It has to just attach to the right thing, yeah. the right receptor on the outside. Yeah. Uh, factors that would affect the speed of that are the concentration gradient, so the difference between the concentration... What's already in the cell? Yeah, so, uh, again, the bigger the difference... Because what if there was like, already loads and loads of sodium in the cell? 
if there was loads and loads of sodium in the cell, then there is a way of getting the rest through, and that is a different transport process called active transport. So would it want that energy. much in there? What if it didn't want that much in there? Well, usually you do. Oh, um, okay. Like things like glucose, yeah. you want to absorb every single bit of glucose that comes out of your food, and obviously it will diffuse across from high to low, but as I've said eventually it slows down but you're still going to have glucose in your gut that you need to get across uh-huh. so that's when a different process kicks in the active one which we'll do a whole oh, episode okay. on we'll do a whole episode on that <laughs> and that needs but that needs energy that needs extra energy. oh okay so this is not using any energy but yeah. that does use energy yeah. okay because particles naturally move from high to low if you go against that you need energy to get them across yeah but you have to get every molecule of that through otherwise you'll die you're not going to have enough glucose. But because you think about it, like if you've only moved half the glucose across that you've broken down, because it has to be equal on both sides, then that's not good. But it helps that the blood's constantly flowing all the time. Still, you need to use some active transport to get, get the rest across, and we'll, we can talk about that another time. The other factor that will affect how quickly facilitated diffusion happens is the number of proteins in the channel. Because you can get to a point where the rate of diffusion is at its maximum, and it won't go any higher because every protein is full. If every protein that is transporting that particular molecule across is being used, there's nothing more can come from Right, yeah. So it's at its maximum. We will do some videos, won't we, looking at the maths and looking at graphs and things like that, and we will look at a, a graph that sort of shows you that sort of thing. Right, so should we move on to some questions? Because that's it. Oh, okay, yeah, go for yeah. it, yeah. Okay, so the sorts of questions you'll get, it's rare that you'll get a question just focused on facilitated diffusion or just normal diffusion. The three that I've found are the only three. Is it going to be three. about like cell membrane and stuff like it that? It would, yeah. It's, to other stuff. it's more, exactly. And it'll be linked to the other transports. So it'll be Active like, compare transport. them. Like, compare yeah. this process to that process. And again, labelling the membrane and saying, okay, so what process can you use this bit? And what process use that bit? So it's very rarely going to be just diffusion. Mm-hmm. Just, just diffusion by itself. Okay. Okay. But the three that I've found, you should be able to answer. Yeah without knowing about any other process. So, question one. Explain why molecules of oxygen and carbon dioxide are able to diffuse across the membrane. Because they're very small. Okay, well done. So they are small. And they are not charged. Yep, well done. And you can say that they are non-soluble. Yes, they're not soluble in, in water. In water. Am I missing like a glaring obviously obvious one? So they can pass through the... Just the bilayer. Exactly. Yeah. They pass through the bilayer. Well done. So it says, okay. so this was the mark scheme on the day. Okay. The lipid or the fatty acid part of the membrane is hydrophobic, mm-hmm. but oxygen and carbon dioxide are small or non-polar. Or yeah. Not charged. Oxygen and carbon dioxide diffuse across the bilayer down a concentration gradient. Okay. So you'd have got your two marks. Cool. Because you said there was more and then you were sort of helped along to say yeah. that it goes through the bilayer. Okay. Yeah. Question two is a three marker. Okay. Okay. Describe how substances move across cell surface membranes by facilitated diffusion. So that's the, not the bilayer, that's the other thing. So what do we call those things? Channel proteins. Okay, so one mark. You said each one has a different one. Yeah. But I wouldn't really know how to word it. So there is a specific... There's a specific... Protein for every molecule. Yeah. They attach... Right. And well, I wouldn't really know what to say then. And to be honest, that's not even in the mark scheme. Oh, okay. So the action of the change and of the shape and everything of the bit doesn't, doesn't like, think. Okay. You've got two marks so far out of what you said out of three, which okay. is great. Yeah. It's really good. 
So carry out a channel protein specific to the substance down a concentration. Oh, gradient. yeah, that's the bit. Yeah. Down the concentration. Every gradient. time that's mentioned, isn't it? Every time. Yeah. Now, the last question is a five marker. Mm -hmm. Okay. Down the concentration gradient. <laughs> and amazingly, not on here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Explain why the diffusion of chloride ions involves a membrane protein and the diffusion of oxygen does not. So you can say that oxygen passes through the bilayer because, because it's small and, and it's non-soluble in water. Right, so and not charged. And not charged. Two marks. And what was it? What was it? Chloride ions. Chloride ions. They're charged, so they have to go through the channel protein. And, and they're big. Are they bigger? They're not big. They, they are... have to go through the channel proteins because they cannot... Oh, because they can't cut through the bilayer. Exactly. Because of, is it because they are charged? Because they're charged. Okay. So if I hadn't helped you along there with that last one, you would have got four out of five. Yeah. Just in what you said. Okay. It's I'm happy really with good, that. That's really good. Okay, so like I've said before, if we got every mark on every paper, we'd all be getting any stars, but we don't. Yeah. You are going to drop marks somewhere. It's better if it's not stuff that you can just learn, like this sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But you've literally just learnt it. So it's all new knowledge and you've got to, you know, practice. So I'm really pleased with that. The mark scheme on the day, let's just quickly go through it. So chloride ions are water soluble or charged or polar. Doesn't matter which one of those you say for the mark. Okay. They cannot cross the bilayer. They are transported by facilitated diffusion across channel or carrier protein. So you don't have to say facilitated diffusion. You can say through a channel protein or through a carrier protein. Try and be specific Ions pass through channel proteins, but you did say that. Well done. Oxygen is not charged, so can diffuse through the bilayer. So that is that. And just again, a reminder about the wider reading, uh, the fantastic book, The Body by Bill Bryson. And we're also recommending the New Scientist uh, weekly podcast. Mm -hmm. Again, it's every week. It's about half an hour. It gives you a rundown of all of that weekly science news. At the moment, it, you do get your little coronavirus update. They have started doing sort of weekly updates on the environment and things like that, which is really useful. Generally, it's whatever science news there is. This week, they talked about the Nobel Prize winners, which was fantastic. They do talk about how it's been a very long time since a woman has won, won any Nobel Prize for science. There was three, three women who won Nobel Prizes last week. And it's been oh, a wow. very, very long time since any other woman. I can't remember exactly. And obviously, women do not want to be given the Nobel Prize just because they're a woman, but they want to be considered yeah. just the same as any man. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they deserve it, they should win it. And they shouldn't just be looking at the work men do, I suppose. Yeah. Which is the thing. So, yeah, so, that, so that's the wider reading. And should I do the roundup? Yeah, go on. Okay. Readers Simple diffusion is the net movement of particles down a concentration gradient. This process is passive, so external energy is not required, and this process is used when non-polar, small, lipid-soluble particles move through the phospholipid bilayer. This process is affected by concentration gradient, so the bigger the difference in concentration, the faster the diffusion, the thicker the membrane, the slower the diffusion will be, and the larger the surface area, the faster the diffusion will be. Facilitated diffusion allows polar, charged and mo larger molecules through the membrane via transmembrane proteins. Large molecules such as amino acids and glucose pass through specific carrier proteins, which change shape once the molecule is attached to it to allow it through. 
polar or charged molecules such as ions pass through specific channel proteins. This is still a passive process down a concentration gradient. Facilitated diffusion is affected by concentration gradient just like simple diffusion, but also the number of proteins in the membrane. And that's it. Takeaways. Have you got any? Let me think about it. The simple diffusion doesn't use up any extra energy, just yep. the energy that the cell already has. Yep. Carbon dioxide and oxygen can go through because they are very small, they are not dissolvable in water and they're not charged. Yep, so they pass through the, the bilayer. Exactly. And when they are specific channel proteins for different specific molecules. Yeah, well done. Got it. Excellent. And that's it, really short. Yeah, that's a good one. So next week we'll look at osmosis. And that's water. That's water, yeah. If you wanted to contact us, you can find us at teachmescience.co.uk. You can tweet at us at teachmebiocast. You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at teachmebiologycast. Yeah, get in touch if you would like to talk to us about your revision, if you need any further support, any further help. If you want to show us any pictures of revision you've done using our podcast, if you find it useful, let people know. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know if we're doing something wrong. And look out for some videos coming out soon. We're going to start to put together yeah, just a we few. Yeah, we do have a YouTube channel. We haven't got anything on there yet, but we will uh, start using that. Which And it's really going to only be aimed at things that we can't do via audio, and that is really only going to really be the maths and graph work mm -hmm. and just uh, you know things like that that we can't do over well, you might podcast. need a visual on exactly so yeah there's no resource for this week i've just realized no well i didn't need it no i could have like drawn you know a child just use changing the one from face. last week it's not that it wasn't really that important yeah is that the bell yep oh okay this week i've got free period free free period, free period. wow <laughs> And I'm going to just do some extra biology revision. Yeah, I want you to go back and listen to the episode on structure of I can't. prokaryotic to the shop. cells. <laughs> structure of prokaryotic cells and viruses. I want you to go back and listen to that. The very first episode? And it was like the second episode. Oh, okay. And oh, no, the first I want one was you to um, write notes and do these exam questions. Okay, all right. <laughs> or just go to the shop and bring me back some sweets. Okay, I can do that. Thanks. Okay. Um, I've been Sarah Matthews. And I'm Rhea Corbett. And this has been Teach Me Biology. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.